Is that what you're going to say in, in the court? It really wasn't me. It was under my name, but I didn't really do it. This show is not for the easily offended. So if you are easily offended, go listen to something else. before we lose Phil. Welcome back to Indie Comic Book Noise, loyal listeners. The 2023 Express is chugging along. All stops point north. That's a hint to our two regular hosts. Not me, Andrew the Alley Rabbit, stuck down here in Los Angeles, California. I'm talking about up, way up, way, way up. As our friend, the friendliest giant might say, to the Arctic Circle and the Icebox. WRX Kev, say hi, Kev. I'm calling, calling? Does that sound right? Calling Rusty? No. Does that sound wrong? No. Hook up. Way up. And I'll call Rusty. Rusty? Hi. Hi, Rusty. Hi, family. How are you? I'm fine. How are you today? Good, good. Where have you been? What have you uh, seen or thought about or anything? You've been somewhere. Yeah, I think he he calls, doesn't he call Jerome? And then Rusty's just in the little bag and he just pops oh. up. <laughs> but, Rusty's you know. the chicken or rooster or whatever, right? And Jerome's the giraffe. Yeah, I think that's really correct. derailed the, <laughs> on a friendliest giant tangent. <laughs> and then from the nation's capital... Yeah, you know him. You love him. He's Phil the Oddwater. Hey, Phil. I just had to listen to you guys talk about sports, and now I'm sleepy. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll have some nice uh, comic book-related talk for you to na- fully yeah. nap off on. As you heard from the beginning, this show has a mild disclaimer for possible spoilers and possibly offensive language, but... I always say we're not really that offensive. And then sometimes Kevin counters. Kevin, are you going to uh, dispute my assertion? Um, no, no. Use us to fall asleep. Use it. Use us as a sleeping aid. Indie Comic Book Noise, part of the Deliberate Noise Network. A fine collection of cool podcasts that you want to listen to right now including sister show Marvel Noise, where you'll hear sometimes indie host Super Steve wrangling the gang to talk about everything from the House of Mouse. If you want to find, Who wants to hear about that, really? If you want to find old episodes and show notes, go to our website, IndieComicBookNoise.com, where you can find, hopefully, links to interesting things. I mean, and merch. Gonna we have merch. Some comics that I can't find a website for and Phil's going to talk about obscure 80s comics that were around before the internet and No, the only about. thing the only thing you guys are going to talk about are 2000 AD again, you guys better not have something from 2000 AD Oh man Son of a bitch I was going to uh, 
And we just kind of talk about indie comic book noise, which is just everything. All the comics, all the adaptations, all the lunchboxes, underoos, whatever strikes our fancy. Sometimes we just do straight up reviews. I have a little news segment if you guys are interested. Whoa. I'm like Kevin wow. that brings the news. Did, was there a new Legion of Superheroes title announced? News is my favorite part because then I don't have to go on the internet. Oh, so you're saying we should make it a regular feature? I, I would love it if you guys did. Well, if we do that, we got to keep it on the Express because we don't want that stuff to, to stale date. Because it'd be easy enough. You guys hear talk. Well, if Andrew wasn't banned from Twitter, he would know more. But <laughs> that's what he you gets get, all his news from the Mastodon these days. Yeah. Hey, hey, I'm a big, I'm a hey. proud tutor on the Mastodon. How, how is, isn't that what Doctor Doom does? Tools. It is. Uh, so, so how's the the indie comic book noise uh, Mastodon going? Well, I thought, now, I sometimes do this, and I always, always regret it. But I'm going to date the show, boys. (laughs) Why I'm dating it is I was looking at the Los Angeles Times. For you younger listeners, that's something called a newspaper that used to come out, and it was printed on newsprint and would be delivered to your door. And they still have them around somewhere. And no, now they just tweet. And so I, uh, because I live, they have a couple of papers here, but I get the LA Times. That's the bigger one. And California section, front of the California section, below the fold. But LA's top books: Ask Dog Man. <laughs> the Dog Man and Wimpy Kid dominate the city's library list of popular titles. And Phil, before you ask, this is Dogman, the kid's book, not that Brazilian oh, comic book you oh, I, I know, I know. <laughs> Whenever you type in comics on Amazon, that's what comes up is just all these Dogman books, and it's like, fuck. Yeah, I can't believe uh, they were talking about a different branches. Like at one, eight of the ten top titles were Wimpy Kid, and then a different mm-hmm. branch, nine of the ten were Dogman. <laughs> like, that's a pretty popular run if... Your top ten are nine, like ninety percent, either Dogman or Diary of a Wimpy Kid. I'll mm-hmm. be honest, never read any of these or seen if there's TV shows or movies or anything. I mean, I've seen now, them in stores, but I've never. I, I I buy a lot of kid comics for my stepdaughter, and it's really impressive the stuff after that age, like uh, for her, like. Uh, like there's some amazing art and comics out there, but yeah, that first stuff I hate so much. <laughs> uh, but I did have to start her that way though. Like that's kind of their gateway right into it. Well, I was just those. I mean, I've read in books out of the library. I was just surprised that it's so, like that's a dominating. You know, I thought you'd see some mm-hmm. manga, some mix in. Like no. Well, that's what they're all they're all on now. Like now, that's all she reads is manga, and uh, her friends too. They're crazy about it. So it's definitely that. Once they get to around like nine to around nine or ten, I'd say. You know, it's funny you say that because I see this headline article: "Comics Dominated France's Top Fifty Best-Selling Books of 2022 List." Whoa, is Dogman on that one? <laughs> Don't see any Dogman. That shouldn't count, though. Like, that's its own category, you know. 
Like, it becomes too popular and they don't count it. That's different, man. Because those are books you can buy for 10 bucks on Amazon anywhere, you know, like, it's a little different than the kind of comics we get. I see One Piece. I see uh, Naruto, uh, Spy Family. Well, I will say, like, I didn't realize how, and it makes sense, they're so popular that, like, there's so many of them. You know, when I was a kid, there were book series. I mean, obviously, there were older ones, Nancy, Drew, and Hardy Boys, that went on forever. But I always felt like most series were, you know, less than 10 books or something. But these things, they're, like, jamming them. And why not? I mean, obviously, the kids can't get enough of them. But, you know, there's a lot of these things. If you're thinking, Mm -hmm. oh, uh, there's just one or two. Uh, I got news for you. Wimpy's at least 15 volumes. Because one of them was, like, volume 15 that was on the list. I wish they'd do more superhero stuff for them too, though. Just because I find none of them really get into the superhero comics these days. Like they go to the manga or whatever. I should have probably. We have superhero there too. Should I? Should I read a dog man out of the no. library or no. Oh, no, no, no? Don't waste your time. No, no. I, I, what I think you should read is is Ducks by. Uh... <sighs> Carl. You know Mark. who it is, Andrew. Carl Barth. Oh, oh, that one. Yes, that's on everybody's list of top. And literally everyone's yeah, list. Yeah, literally everyone's list. Well, I mean, you have to read it because you guys are Canadian. Like ducks and, and... quack quack. No, no. Yes. No, like ducks I, quack I, quack. I, I had the opportunity one. to get that at discount. I was like, "There's, there's no way I'm, I'm, I'm looking this. it up right now. This better be impressive. No, it, it's, it's. It's the I would say it's a definition of something you would read in school, so um, I don't want to read it. Yeah, and I remember when their web comic broke up big. I tried out some of them, and I'm like, it wasn't funny to me. So looks boring. Is it your uh, contrary nature, Kevin? You're like, dang it, this sold more than three copies. I refuse to read it. That's that's your contrary <laughs> nature. At least it used to be. Remember, it used to be negative about things. Oh. That story is about Canada. Of course it's boring. <laughs> yeah, they're not winning Phil with the Canada. No, con. second I see Canada, <laughs> I'm out. I mean, I'm sure it's fine. I've heard reviews on a, on, on podcasts before. Like, I don't have anything against it. It just doesn't seem very uh, very interesting to me. And the art looked okay, though, from the Yeah. Cover. Yeah, it was just, it was on, like, everybody. And then... That other one I saw on a lot was the Center of Earth or like the Autobio mm-hmm. one. Kevin, really? you remember that one? Is that the Anxiety one or something? Yeah, I think that's it because it's uh, okay. But I remember it was on a lot, but it had come out like right at the end of the 2022. So I was like, well, it's hard to. I don't know if that's always like recency bias or people are really getting it but yeah i forgot about that ducks one i was like oh kevin will be all over yeah 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 the thing is if you come out right at the end of the year and then people already released their list like at the beginning of december and then it's like they're not going to remember to include those books next year (laughs) that's a good point you got to get all the right books at the right time but i did end up i'm going to talk about some of my Christmas haul, not all of which I'm oh. finished with, but some of that stuff is some of the 
items I'm talking to. I just feel bad that I saw this thing and then it flew out of my mind. And now I'm never going to be able to find it again. Oh, well, I need to let it go. I'll put it in the show <laughs> notes when I find it. But yeah, the Ducks Kate Beaton one was a big hot book. It is funny, those weird... But I'm so out of the hot book segment. I mean, I will say, thanks, I, thanks to Super Steve, I did get that um, Freak Brothers Idiots Abroad Fanographics edition. Was that on a list? I don't know if it was on a list, but it was, he reviewed it for the show. And I have like this kind of omnibus, I think that reprints everything, but it's such a crummy copy. Like it really is just like the print quality. It's, I don't know. I mean, it's nice to have them all together, but you look at it and you're like, this is not what I want. So even though I'm rebuying it, I'm like, that's a much nicer presentation, even just to be a clean print you know, is all I really want. So it's like you had the Yo Books version and then you're upgrading to, like, the Marvel Masterworks version. Not even Yo... Like, it's really rough. Like, it's got the... uh, I mean, the black and white, I don't care. But like I said, the actual print quality is kind of janky, I feel like. Like, I don't know if they just were using scans of scans of scans or some other... Sounds like it. ...weird thing, but, you know, it's fine. I'm not... I'm glad to have it. I just don't want it. Wanted something a little bit, you know, a little bit nicer. And I see that they're going to continue with the series. At least they're planning it. You never know. Obviously, they might not get around to it. But yeah. I really liked that one. Yes, okay. It's Lonely at the Center of the Earth. That's the one I was talking about by Zoe Thorogood. I felt like that made a bunch of lists and it was popular and it came out I, in like November and it was on a bunch of things and it's and it's um records six months of her life as it falls apart. Yeah. And I thought that was on a lot of them. I mean, I didn't get around to reading it. I mean, I'm sure it's really good, but now that I'm an old man, like when people in their in the br- brush of youth write their like life stories and stuff i'm like yeah um <laughs> add a few more decades and then we'll we'll see you know once i ordered that that eight ball complete collection i felt like i was i had done my due diligence <laughs> in getting something like indie and comics with an x and everything so like you could throw anything you wanted at me and i, I was just like i'm i'm done i'm i'm full up yeah, I have that too. I have not started it though, Kevin. We'll have to Same. do uh, some kind of fancy thing at some point with that. But anyways, I just wanted to mention that news article because I thought it was funny that they're talking about how hot like do- like comics are in the news. Like that's a big deal to make those library lists. I mean, that's oh yeah. So I was pretty excited to see it. I mean, they're not comics I've read, and you guys are telling me I shouldn't run out and read them. But um, yeah, I don't. I don't think you're the like that would be strictly from an like an archaeologist or anthropologist or one of those just uh, jobs you would be doing when when reading that reading quote unquote all right yeah well, that's our news segment i like it i like it a lot this might fit in our news segment i i didn't read it yet <laughs> 
Oh, we're back into news. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're into Andrews. I looked at it, but I didn't read it. <laughs> hey, there is no way I'm reading those Frank Miller comics. I mean... <laughs> Have you read a recent Frank Miller comic in the last, you know, 30 years or whatever there? Well, I, I think some people pretend he disappeared into the Bermuda Triangle at some point. I mean, they're not really meant to be read, I'm convinced. <laughs> but when you order uh, a Matt King comic, uh, you never know exactly what you're going to get. Because they solicited, like, what the cover was. Okay. And I, like... I got a I got a bag of comics, okay? This week, I it's it's the book on the top, and all I see is like some kind of paper wrapper, and I see some receipt in there, and I'm thinking, is this my receipt? No, the the cover that was solicited is actually inside, like the like is like the second page, so he like on top of the cover, it looks like it's some kind of wrapper. Like a brown wrapper, and then there's like a receipt on the on the back for like bananas or or whatever. Totally doesn't look like a comic anymore. So is this? But anyways, this is Spy Superb. Sorry, Spy Superb from Dark Horse or Bad Idea. Dark Horse, yeah, it's from his Flux House imprint. Okay. Have you? Oh, you said you haven't gotten around. I haven't read it yet. I just had to make note of it because that was that was a very bizarre experience. That the cover that I was expecting the cover of the guy with the glasses and the mustache, and then I'm like, "What is this?" All right. Well, uh, do you guys want me to go, Phil? Do you want to go? Who who wants to go? You mean like we can talk about the Spawn Batman crossover you promised? Sure. Yes. If you want to talk Spawn Batman. You did read it? No, I haven't been to the store. <laughs> well, I started it and then uh, I realized that they don't remember each other from the old issues. So I, wow. I don't know. I kind of stopped reading it just because <laughs> it bugged me too much, even though it shouldn't, but it was. But, but wasn't that a big part of like Spawn's history where he went back into his universe and he had the Batarang spot? I don't in remember when it's been so long. It's been so long since I read them. I just remember I liked the Image one, but not the DC one. And the DC is the one that Andrew got. Yeah, I remember I, didn't someone, like. my buddy yeah. sent me a bunch of comics, and that was in there. And, yeah, I was not impressed, Phil, I gotta say. No, the, the Image one was better. You know, I'm going to have a lot of Spawn issues, so I don't know if you want me to read some of them, but... Needless what? to say, I'm gonna have a lot of spawn issues to read theoretically. Why you bought a like a lot of comics and there's spawn ones in there or something? No, it happened to be in a humble bundle. Oh, okay. It so now I have a lot of spawn issues. Which era? Like when uh, I think it was the tens. So that's maybe what, two hundreds to three hundreds? Okay. So right before uh, Andrew started reading. I might actually go to three thirty. I think that maybe the tens actually went into the the twenty twenty one or whatever. I don't I don't see you reading a lot of Spawn though. Like Andrew, well, that's the thing. Barely trucked through it. I quit over and over again. So it's I can't hard. see you reading it's, it's, much. It feel it felt like when I jumped on that like it really hadn't 
changed a lot from the 90s, which I guess mm-hmm. is what people like, but I was like, Well, no, I like I I, the first stuff I like. I like rereading that stuff again. But, like uh... The, the storytelling tropes and everything. Mm-hmm. Well, he paid all those, like, great writers to, like, do Spawn in the beginning, so... Yeah, I mean, for, like, there's that value. But I don't think... It's not like they did 100-issue runs or anything. No, no. No, that but, was that was that was Liefeld that got more to do hundred issue runs. Whether you like it or not, though, it's it's still one of the indie comics that made it far, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's still going. Yeah, and yeah. they just expanded the thing. So Savage Dragon, I haven't seen an issue of that in quite a while. So, well, he's doing Ants as well. But when when have you seen a lot an issue of Ants come out? I think Ants up to issue six, at least. I feel like that was a long time ago, though. Number six. I don't know. There was some Savage Dragon in that bundle, too, which is the reason why I bought the oh, yeah. bundle, actually. Mm-hmm. Well, didn't he also, for a little... I mean, this was a while back, but he was also doing some of the Spawn stuff, too, right? Yeah. Yeah, Just a yeah I bit, might yeah. actually check out those Spawn issues where Larson was involved. Well, uh, that crosses over with uh, Savage Dragon... So that means you'll, that that's probably in your bundle, maybe or probably. Actually, no, or, yeah, yeah, that will be in your bundle. So yeah. I don't know if they'll. I'm sure they must have the Savage Dragon issue there too. And ants in it too. It's the three of them. I think it's ants. So I remember. Yeah. Well, we uh, normally I'm not on any podcast that talks about the differences in international television. But <laughs> I did want to say I know that down here in America, the Warrior Nun Netflix show uh, has a new season I'll be watching soon. So really? I decided to go get some of the comics. I'd never read it before. <laughs> I found that for my wife and I, when we watch these comic book shows, sometimes it's nice. I usually try and get some of the trades and we both read them because it's a little bit of an easier entry than the superhero stuff where you're like oh like which black adam am i getting or you know which batman you know it's hard sometimes where these things are all from you know it really worked well with the old guard she liked that and i like she liked the movie she liked the comics like it all worked out so i was like oh let's try warrior nun and i went to google and oh my god that 90s looked very 90s yes so i did not buy the 90s with the big boobs and everything. No. <laughs> so I did see that, you know, because it has the show, Avatar jammed out this little trade, Warrior Nun Dora by Pat Shand and Danielle Get, Daniel Get, Jete, G-E-T-E. I should probably should look that up how we pronounce it. But anyways, I was like, oh, maybe I'll try this. Colors, Juan Rodriguez, Kurt Hathaway on lettering. I was like, oh, I'm... Bought an Avatar book in a while. I mean, I did for Christmas ask for a little surprise collected edition. Yeah, a little surprise you bought an Avatar version of it because I feel like you avoided the other ones because they're all TNA, but this this is going to be even worse probably because they'll probably be good. Weirdly enough, it's not. It's pretty straight. Like they're, you know, like it's still like sexy, but they're wearing, you know, their clothes cover them. Like the nuns aren't. You know, dressed like strippers or whatever. Oh, so you struck out. So it was more pretty straightforward. But on the other hand, 
it is very like it's self-contained and it tells the story about how she was a rebel from the late 90s you know 16 years old her parents are super religious and she's a you know, smoking and making out with girls and stuff that don't go over with her religious parents. Finally goes a bridge too far, gets sent to this nun school. And, you know, she thinks it's a regular school, but then discovers that it's part of the warrior nuns and their battle with the satanic creatures. And it's kind of one of those, the big bad in this one is one of those kind of skinny men, kind of looking like Slender Man, like with the long arms and everything. And pale with like fangs and yellow eyes tracking them down so she gets embroiled in it and her aunt is actually a nun that's involved but she doesn't want to be part of it you know how that is like they uh, there's one most of the time they almost never want to be part of the team you know they're like i didn't want this this isn't my thing i feel that's super common you can go the other way where they're really excited to do the thing but it seems like in stories you know, they refuse the call to arms, as they say in all that Joseph Campbell business. But I wasn't super blown away. It felt like they had to get from kind of point A to point B. And sort of that was the purpose of... Like, I don't know that this was a burning story that the team had to tell in their heart of hearts. Or they needed to kind of just set the table. I will say it moves. Like, it's a pretty thin trade. It's just one of them little $10 jobbers that you feel like, is this, like, how many comics is this? Like, two, three, whatever? But, um, so I like that. And it's a lot, they're like, okay, we're going to jam through this. It's not that they don't have some splash pages here and there, but it's a lot of, like, heavy panel and inserted panels and everything. We need to get this going set this up and they spend some time with her being the rebel and her going to the school before they get to all that and then she ends up being like one of the chosen ones because she's able to wield this artifact and she doesn't want it and all that part of it and i don't know how much of it's my reaction to that story i don't really this is something i've been thinking about lately i don't know if it affects you boys i see a lot of the same stories or movies and it's not like they're any better or any worse i just feel like i've seen those beats before and if it if i if this was maybe my first time seeing it or 10th time seeing it i might have a better feeling and it's not like the ones i first read were necessarily better but they were new, like it wasn't so obvious to me at the time yeah. No, I, I get that because things just don't affect us as much as they used to. Like, remember how fun a crossover would be, but now it means nothing to us, you know? I don't know about nothing. It's not the same. Like, remember how exciting it was when uh, Booster Gold showed up in Superman or something like that, you know? <laughs> Where now it's just everyone's always everywhere, you know? Like, it's I mean, just I, not the same. I read Judgment too much, you know? I read Judgment Day this year, so... I mean, which judgment day? There's three of them. Because right. <laughs> I can't talk about it on this podcast. Because I was, it came to me when I watched the new Disney movie Strange World, the animated one, mm-hmm. and I was like, "This is fine," but you could see everything coming. And I'm, but I'm like, "Hey, if I was a young person and hadn't seen 900 children's animated, you know, it would be like, oh, this is new. Like, oh, that was." 
interesting or and but i don't know that i wouldn't well, say it's any better or worse like it's well, just... look at our ages should we be in the theater watching children cartoons oh i'm not in the theater phil please <laughs> 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 come on you know i'm at home watching this <laughs> well either or like there's better stuff you could watch you know is there though well, i also think yeah. they do really high like it's looks really good they get quality out like it's not like it's there's any poor like I said, I have no real faults for it, except I feel like I've just done it. And I always wonder if critics must fall prey to this all the time. Because even if it's really good, like, all they do is watch movies or read whatever. And, like, after you've seen your hundredth best action movie, like, even if this one is good, but if it's all the same beats as one from 30 years ago, like, how do you decide this one is better than that one? You know, there must be know. a kind of sameness to it. Because judging by the Oscars every year, like it's it seems like there's a type of movie that they like and that will get nominated. So they they're they're cycling around. It's just a different cycle they're doing. True, but they're not comparing that movie to the one that won ten years ago or twenty or thirty. And I feel I like those I... best of lists tend to oftentimes, especially for film tend to I feel like a be a little bit older movies a lot of the time well the, you, you didn't want to avoid recency bias yeah but are you going too far well I guess there's there you you don't people often talk about recency bias but usually you don't hear about what's the opposite of recency virus like where it's just like oh this movie's old so it must be better like there's just, also the the opposite True, but I and I feel like it's much more of a risk. Like I said, for people that do it all the time, like most of us don't watch, you know, eight hundred movies a year or whatever. Read this is true. A hundred, like I think it's more of a volume. I mean, we're getting to the point where we've read a lot of comics, boys. I mean, you know, like in the aggregate, it's a lot. And I always am trying to be like, okay, we need to. I need to kind of try and keep like a fresh idea and fresh perspective and not just value something because it's new. Like, I feel that's the other bias that happens with these guys is they're like, maybe it's not as good, but it's like a new twist and they get more excited about it. Cause for them, novelty is more important than say it's the best constructed action movie, but it's something they've seen a hundred times as opposed to kind of a crappy one, but it has a weird twist to it. You know what you should do? What? Try a new genre like horror. Like, I know <laughs> in some horror, but there's so much of that world you haven't experienced yet. Yeah. No, I think Andrew should start reading that shoujo manga. That's what he should do. Well, look what's happening to him. He's about to read that Dogman comic. we got to help him. <laughs> it's a really popular comic here in the libraries. But yeah, anyways, um, Warrior Nandora... Oh, it's okay. Like, I don't really, it's not terrible or anything, but I'm not going to seek any more of the, I think the show is better than this comic ended up being. But I guess if you really like the show, I would definitely seek it out if you're like, oh, I want more of that world. So did they have like 15 covers for that? No idea. This is just like a quick trade. What I don't know, like I said, it's a short, it's a, I can yeah. say it's 64 pages. I didn't count that out. I'm just going by the back. There are some two or three pinups in the back that might have been covers. I don't know. I, I think really what year is that? I'm pretty sure that's older Avatar, so that's before they started doing all those covers. 
this would be well they this is a new printing at least because they're certainly going to talk about the network. oh it is oh oh that's true because the show came out so they probably yeah. so the yeah. indicia has 2021 at the bottom <laughs> so yeah i was just like well i like like i said sometimes these because it's a you know and i know we read a bunch of the lock and key and some of the other ones umbrella mm-hmm. kind of it's just nice when it's easy to direct non-comic book people to be like here's the books that go with it and not like yeah the only fucking black like because we were watching black adam and that's when it came up and i'm like i don't know last time i read him he had pointy ears (laughs) (laughs) but i guess they got rid of the pointy ears i don't know yeah the only warrior nun i have is uh where i believe it's a crossover with shotgun mary because i have some shotgun mary comics is that a character from warrior nun I don't. Rem- I'll be honest. I like the nope, show. Like the show. I don't remember. That's what I mean. Like no. Okay. You know, I think I do have one issue too, and it's also a crossover. But I'm not sure mm-hmm. which '90s character they crossed over with. Yeah. No, she had a few crossovers, I believe. Maybe with like Razor. Or something? Oh, that would make sense. Yep. I believe I have that too. Actually, it might even be the three of them. Maybe. All right. All right, who wants to jump up? Well, I got a fanzine for you. For everyone. For Phil. <laughs> Look at you, a regular Roy fanzines. Thomas. Yeah, I, I like fanzines. I'll get them sometimes. Well, I, yeah, I'm not sure exact. I knew exactly what I was purchasing. Mm-hmm. But, but I scooped up, like, just a ton of stuff from one table at TCAF, so... I mean, it, it it was just like Strangers, a celebration of the forgotten and overlooked. And then it's just like Jeff Darrow, Otomo, Kirby, Mobius. And then like original comics. It came from the dollar bin. And then it's like Cancor, Panorama. And I'm just like, sold. <laughs> I'm like, wait, what did I just buy? That's <laughs> kind of funny that, that it has like... Um, an additional page here. I mean, if you're going from a, a collectability standpoint, it's like they have a a page that notes the that there's edits and everything between printings. <laughs> so they have a bunch of stuff in here, like some interviews, uh, some reviews, and and it's funny. I was reading one of the the first interview here, and then they go into. Oh, yeah, I came to the attention that because of cartoon as kayfabe. But I'm like, wait a second. <laughs> I haven't watched them in forever since 2022. Oh, I, I was off watching them for maybe like a year or two or something. And now I'm back on like mainstreaming it. It's, it's, it's one of those things where like they'll have some topic or something. And it's like if you're not interested, you can come back and like in a day or a week or a month or whatever, it'll be there. You can watch whatever you want to watch. Hey, I love YouTube, man. I'm on it every day when I'm most days, not every day, but a lot of days. But I do like the idea of like having interviews and having reviews and then saying, Hey, what did you pick up for a dollar in the bin recently? And then they go into like these obscure things in, in some of these interviews. And they have some comics that, uh, I mean, some of them, they're only like a few pagers or one pager. And I'm like, I'm like, oh, that was all right. You know, like, uh, 
a small little thing in here. I thought it was funny though. It said it came from the dollar bin, and one of the one of the comics they grabbed from there is. Let's see if you guys remember this one. Uh, the O.J. Simpson story slash the Nicole Simpson story number five from uh, First Amendment, nineteen ninety four. No, I was not reading comics at that point, I don't think. And, and apparently in here, they have a photo center fold, a fold of OJ's mugshot. Very classy, I imagine. I wonder how good the print quality is on that. I have to wonder, right? Like, that's... Like, I'm imagining, like, Blue Water Publishing or some kind of, like, that kind of... Wow, Kevin's really yeah, <laughs> reaching for the skies with his... Like, I, I can't just... Like, how many historical events... Like, I wonder how many other ones they put out, right? Like, it says issue five, and I'm like, there was five issues? Or do they mean, like, every issue they, like... Well, let's look at another historical event, and we'll show you two sides... Of like the the same murder trial or or whatever or war or whatever. Here's here it is. Like I gotta investigate. Yeah, go get those First Amendment comics, Kevin. <laughs> Although be careful. I don't know if shipping them into Canada is gonna get you in any trouble or not. So one of the comics in here is uh, Starchy and Friends meets the gods. And if you're thinking that it's a parody of Archie, you would be correct. And if you think you're going to get all this nudity and all the stuff between Archie, Betty, and Veronica, you think that's where it's going. You're like, oh, this is going to get really outlaw and everything. But then they eat some mushrooms they found by a glowing meteorite. And you could take it as an excuse to not draw nudity because then they they change into all these weird melting creatures so you don't really see anything well look they could have done <laughs> drugs or nudity or drugs and nudity so they picked i know drugs. you know i get it they're saving that for the next one you can't put it all into one comic because then where do you go <laughs> yeah so it it, it like, I got introduced to some things I n never knew about in, in the self-publishing realm, but I'm always bumping up against things that I already know. Like, I remember covering Pink Lemonade, number one, and number two is reviewed in here. I remember Cancor by Matthew Allison, and then Panorama. You remember who that's by, Andrew? No, is that Michael DeForge? You love that guy. Uh, it is a it is a Michael, without an A. Copra. Oh yeah. Before oh. Copra. Isn't that like Michelle or something like that? Yeah, yeah. But I I think I've read one issue of that. I'm not sure. I had have to check. And I remember not enjoying it. So I'm like, I should really circle back now that. I think I'm a bigger fan. I like him a lot. I'm a Fifi. big fan of him. Fifi. Fifi. He did a really good uh, three-issue Bloodstrike series. I read uh, his uh, G.I. Joe. Uh, he did, yeah. Joe he did too, like yeah. a three-issue 
just a little G.I. Joe thing where they go down to one of those made up, as Steve calls it, <laughs> Sierra Macho or Macho Grande after the airplane oh, reference. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> but the star attraction of, of this issue might be uh, see, see if you know this character. Uh, here comes Daredevil, the man without fear. Golden Age Daredevil, you love that guy. Um, no, the one from Marvel Comics. Well, you love that guy too. <laughs> like, we we would definitely. Well, I I don't know if I could say we have. I know I have. I don't remember. I guess I remember all my funny bootleg comics that I've covered on the show better than anyone else's, right? You would think so, because you read the books themselves. But yeah. I know in those fanzines back in the day, they would get the regular, you know, Steve Ditko or whatever to give a sketch for the fanzine. You know, it's not yeah. unheard of to have the the guys doing the real thing to contribute a piece here or there. But this one's by uh, Jasper um, Jubinville. But, yeah, it, it, many panels per page. Uh, the Punisher is working for the Kingpin. Uh, Daredevil's villains show up. Uh, Luke Cage, Power Man, uh, Elektra shows up at one point, but she's topless, and it's like, oh, that'll make this more outlaw if, if there's nudity. Did so it, I gotta say, it's pretty enjoyable. Yeah, so it felt like a Daredevil story. <laughs> exactly. Well, I thought it was funny when they mentioned that because I'm like, what about Elektra lives again? Like, is that considered an outlaw comic? Man, <laughs> I mean, like, is it? Like, from what I remember, characters are running around naked in that in that OGM, wasn't it? Yeah, but part of it is more, I think, not the nudity. But it was attitude. epic, though. Like, are they trying to make it serious, or are they kind of making fun or making it silly? That thing more than nudity or drugs for me. It's more like, oh, do they like this character and they want this could be a real dare, or is this like Daredevil's a goof or silly or whatever? I mean. It is a little silly in a, in a way, but I mean, Daredevil has had a, a bunch of different right. runs and everything. Sillier than those like Chichester armor ones we read for well, that, that, Show that, Marvel Noise. That's the thing, because Daredevil sees like the Kingpin's gonna like kill Elektra on the top of a building. So Stiltman happens to be there and Daredevil like runs up Stiltman's legs to get to the top of the building. I'm like, that's kind of silly and funny, but it doesn't seems like it could be in a, in a yeah, exactly. In a I'm licensed like, one. I mean, I mean, it is kind of goofy and it does have the, like those, those moments of like a little more seriousness, but I'm like, I don't know if it's a whole lot different than, than the different eras of Daredevil. Like when you put them all together, <laughs> I mean, there's not, like, some gratuitous violence or, or anything like that. Like, I mean, well, maybe more like, like, out of character yeah, a little. Say but then the Punisher's things. with the hand right now, so... I don't I know. Those kind of meta jokes about the character or Marvel or something like that, too. You see that a lot of times. Yeah, but I, but I, I think you would have to be a Daredevil fan to put this much effort and this many characters in there. So, I don't know. It was fun. And then there's a big interview in here with uh, with Jeff Darrow, where he talks about his love of Kirby and you know being in France, knowing Mobius, 
like all that stuff, which is which is interesting. So this is issue two. I probably could have bought issue one at the time, but I think there was something else there. And maybe issue three or four has come out since then. I mean, they're actually surprised that that they put this out and they're like, oh, who's going to really buy this? And then they're like, whoa, it, it flew off the stands or virtual stands, if you will. Whatever, whatever accounts for a stand these days, I guess you could say. Wait, this is digital? I thought it was. No. A, oh, yeah. Well, I mean, it might be. You can look it up later, Andrew, and tell me. Report when you back. Said virtual. I'm like, wait. I thought this was the flash. No, but what? What's what? I mean, I, this isn't showing up in. You can buy this. You can buy this. Um, how many places? Maybe. Maybe six, seven places. Maybe. And cons. Where did you get it? I got a TCAP. So maybe next year I'll get another one? We'll see. If they're there, I guess, too. You know, like, you never know. But that was interesting, uh, just doing a little bit of a a fanzine thing. In a way, it's like, you know... The, the when you were reading the Wizard magazine, you get exposed to the Palmer's picks, and then you get a little bit of the other weirdness here, and then some news about something else. You read an interview, you know, that's fun. Yeah, it's good to learn about new books. All right, Phil, you got anything for us? Uh, I did uh, try a new company. Um, have you guys heard of? Uh, CEX Comics Experience Publishing. Isn't that a course? Uh, yeah, and this is, they also have the publishing. Yeah. Company. And a lot, I think, the comicsology, some of that stuff's ending up here. Remember, you know, Andrew? Now that I think about it, I think we've covered an issue. I don't think like so. Like years ago. Through. No, because. This is more new. Their stuff, or or at least one of the people that was at that uh, that's taken that that whole course and everything. So remember, they comic the, experience. They are the ones that are uh, reprinting that book. I asked you about Andrew's silencers. I think it was called. Oh yeah, yeah. That's where the so you ordered that. I believe you said right. So that's I the asked for it for Christmas, but not all my Christmas things came in because oh. you know you're ordering comics and surprise, surprise. Sometimes. Well, well, I'm pretty sure the trade said February or the end of January when I saw it. Oh, on, okay. That was yeah. I think it's January. Yeah. My Santa's yeah. a little bit behind, or maybe I pushed it for my birthday list or something. I don't know. It's hard for me to know. I'm flaky mm-hmm. like that. But so yeah, I tried. Mostly, I'll get another copy. I mean, I already got multiples. <laughs> I did try uh, one other series, uh, Sega of a Doomed Universe. It's uh, going to be three issues. I'm pretty sure the last two have been late though, because I think they were all supposed to be out by now. And it's double size, uh, size so it's it's like twelve bucks an issue. Nothing more but, indie than being late, right, boy? Yeah. Wow. Basically, it's a love letter to 80s comics, like event comics. 
and uh, it's about like a, a villain basically he just starts killing all the superheroes he has we don't know what yet but he's just like he can just make them start melting all of a sudden so there's like a giant man who's like fighting a bad guy or whatever and all of a sudden he just starts his body starts just like melting and when you're that giant right like it's going all over the place and and uh and then at the same time there's this narrator which is the parts i didn't really like that much about this guy who works at the comic company at the time and how he wrote this comic to get like the secrets out and stuff like that and every once in a while he'll start popping up and i guess like there's like there's some kind of government conspiracy thing going on behind the scenes with this old comic company but uh it's more the well you know me i love seeing superheroes die <laughs> so yeah, that's what that's what you, kind you of might... it. it's not because I don't like them. I just like my even my favorite heroes like Blue Beetle when he got shot in the head. You know, I just I love seeing that even though he's never come back properly. Really, like I guess recently maybe a bit, but but uh, yeah, I don't know. I just I love seeing superheroes die, and uh, but yeah, I really enjoyed this though. But uh, am I gonna get the other two? Like I was gonna order a bunch of their books off their site. And fair prices or whatever, but uh, the reason why I didn't, because a lot of it is, says coming soon, and this is kind of a fresh company, and you don't know if it's ever going to come out some of this stuff, right? And like I say, the for the next two issues for this are already late, so I, so I feel like I got to wait till it comes out, and then just hope they have some stock. Yeah, I I feel like there was something wasn't this company, but I feel like there was a, a company that was publishing comics experience stuff before well they have mother russia and that was from that one company uh started with a used to be with that one i forget it was a indie company i forget what the name was yeah so and then i know this one was it was supposed to be on comiXology maybe the first part came out but the issue two and three never did uh kyle higgins i think has something on there well, he's got a Maybe. name. Yeah, and then yeah. the silencers, of course, they're reprinting that. What was the silencers? Uh, what company was it originally? I don't. Is that self-published? It might be self or one of the real little guys. Yeah. Well, did uh, did he go to the school? I don't know. I would think he taught at it because they all went to Syracuse. Yeah. Okay. So, and I know he teaches class art class steve ellis teaches art classes so mm-hmm. maybe he i don't remember i think it's at syracuse maybe it's at ithaca I don't, somewhere up there cornell i don't know one of them places up north where it's cold too cold mm-hmm. for andy so i hope this company does good because i there's a couple other series i'd like to get but uh, i'm gonna wait till they're released but I'm, I'm hoping they put out some more stuff like maybe pick up some of those more of those comiXology books or whatever or you know, it's funny when you said you liked seeing the, your superheroes get uh, hacked and slashed, killed. Yep. yep. Because in the Image Anthology, there's a four-part serial called Hack Slash versus Image. Oh no way! I would. And I haven't like to read that. I haven't read it because some of these, like the anthology, some of them run through all twelve issues. Yeah. And some of them are just 
like a few parts or just one-offs. But just looking through this story, people are getting shot up. One guy's bleeding out. He's one guy's getting his arm chopped off. So there's <laughs> a lot of that. It looks like going on. I hope they reprint that. Like they yeah, I don't know what it. they're gonna do with some of these because yeah, because I'd like to read that. Yeah, I mean, I guess I could put out some of these smaller ones in issues if they really wanted well, to. I thought they did that with that one you and Steve were talking about with the lizard, go right in the lizards or whatever. Is that not the same comic? Uh, started with K. Started with a K. Yeah, you guys were talking about one one episode. I, do I thought remember, it was you guys, yeah. because um. Some of it was on Twitter, I think, or he put some of it. Oh, that's Twitter. right. Yeah. yeah they, they printed that, so hopefully this will come out as a one-shot or something. Yeah, I'd imagine, like, the first trade of uh, Kaya, well, they'll just include that at the beginning. Yeah, for sure. But you yeah. also have stuff like Noble Causes, and as far as I know, like... That's never they been had Noble Causes? <laughs> they have a Noble Causes know, story nope. in issue seven. Really? Uh, noble Causes, everything's been reprinted in the uh, arch- archives. Yeah. So they would have to do like a new printing, or I don't know. It's weird because the story ends, oh, and then it says the end, or a new beginning. Yeah. Like, do they, this is not the first time I've said. Do you mean a new beginning, like for their for their story, or because something happens, or are they doing more stories? Like, well, that series, I know Andrew was a big fan of that one too. Uh, yeah, yeah. It, he, I was happy with how it ended. Doing. Like, I I didn't feel like I needed more or anything like that. Yeah. Like, I felt very fulfilled. So I'm like, that's cool. Like, because I'm like, what? How are you supposed to read this? I guess you could read this issue by issue, but I think Super Steve was like waiting to some of these twelve part stories like concluded. If they reprint the whole thing in like a big trade, but just maybe put the stories in order kind of thing, you know, I would definitely pick it up. Now hearing you guys talk about some of the stories in it, I kind of wondered. Sort of like the X Men, like they they print the like the stories in order with every title and then they print like the titles individually. Mm-hmm. I wonder if they would do that with this anthology. Cause they, they definitely could do either one where you could separate it out or you could just reprint it all. Well, I hope they put it together and then just put the story parts together, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Make like a nice big hardcover. And then what I started reading in here though, is like there was a Casanova Two Casanova stories. I've got to try that one. But what's weird is it's it's one of those things where like the beginning is the end, so it's like at the end of the story, he's like, "I'm all, I'm all uh, looking forward to doing this all over again or seeing you again." And I'm like, "Do you mean there's gonna be more stories coming soon? Like there should be, but it's also uh, coming back around to the beginning where you see a bunch of giraffes." killed and you're like what is happening and at the end like the giraffes are there alive because you're going to do the cycle again so it's kind of one of those weird situations but i mean it, it was a small little thing but it's it's just fun to see casanova again and then the other thing i read in there was uh karen gillen and uh steve lieber have a three-parter so i've read two parts of that right now Oh, and I, thought, I was um I heard about that on Mastodon, Kevin. You're always making Oh How about that? Steve is on um Mastodon. <laughs> You're still getting some information then. Yeah, 
I'll listen to that smarmy tone in your voice. Yeah, I'm learning things on Mastodon. <laughs> I mean, if you're learning about Mastodons, I, 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 I can't, I can't fault that. Learn about Steve. He posts. I, I assume he's cross posting. I don't know. Yeah. Oh yeah. But yeah, because he finds his art pages and puts them. In fact, I think he's selling pages from this story. It's so. It's. Not what I would expect from those creators doing a story. It's it's pretty weird. Like there's someone that goes in. Oh, we for I could use the money. Well, I'm gonna go for this little experiment, and they stick them in a room, and they're like, "Yeah, just sit in this room with all these birds for an hour," and they're like, "That's it," and I get paid. And then the scientists are freaking out later, going, "Oh no! Well, you we put you in there with 50 birds, and now there's 53 birds. You're doing it." And it sort of goes like crazy hijinks happen from there. And I'm like, I don't know where this is going, but I'm going to get the next issue. So I'm definitely going to be reading more and that'll be the third part. So I don't know. It's just neat to see a, a bunch of different things. And then I'll eat the, read the, and maybe eat the bigger stories later. All right. I think that's, I had something else but i think i'm gonna shelve it for later i think that's wow. a pretty good episode now you can eat you can tease people with that maybe but i already hopelessly dated the unless you want to talk about that thing you sent around which is pretty cool kevin well i've i've saw one more thing that was probably okay two more things that was probably on many best of lists is that including this Metroid comic you sent us? Oh, that. No, not that. Yeah. But there is also that. Yeah, it was this cool Metroid shred you sent. It was just a little comic. And I was pretty impressed for, like, one of these, like, fan jobs. Like, I don't know if he has a license or what, but I thought it was I, really well no. done. Omar Morales, Mao Mora. James Reed, like I was like, this looks very slick. Like it's a lot, looked like a lot of work, yeah, or something that I assume if you don't have the license, you can't sell or make money on or whatever. You know, fourteen pages, that's real work. Yeah, I, I guess you could say like they call it a fan fiction, but I guess you could also say bootleg. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I'm not super familiar with the Metroid games, but it's the guy in the armor. And it's him, you know, going on his own, a little 14-page adventure. And like I said, I was just like, I always like when it's pretty slickly well done, but did you feel it captured the essence? I'll put a link in the show notes. Like I said, it's 14 pages, so it's not a lot to talk about. But how did you I, feel it compared, Kevin? You're the expert on Metroid. It is, it's a fun little thing, but I, I, I thought it was funny that all the moves and all the things that are done in here are all like moves and things from the game where they're like, Oh, let's do the, like, I'm going to turn into a ball and then I'm going to use this, this uh, maneuver and all that stuff. I'm like, yeah, that's just like they the also, game to do the thing. Like they wanted to draw all the signature. They also took something stuff. from aliens, but when they find the alien, you know, and flying the ship all kind of petrified or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, so whatever extent it tied into the game uh, was lost on me. I mean, I just liked it as a fun little adventure comic, but 
That's why I was wondering for people that knew the game if you thought it was more interesting or less. I mean, it could go either way, I guess. Maybe get you interested in the game. Like, it definitely fits into a specific spot in continuity. But maybe you'd be like, hey, isn't that the bad guy? Why is why is Samus hanging around with a Metroid? All right, everybody. Thanks. Oh, did you want to list your other two things, Kevin? Oh, yeah. I was going to ask you if you heard of these. Um, Public Domain by Chip Zartsky. I'm familiar with Public Domain. I believe Winnie the Pooh entered it along with <laughs> the Lucky Rabbit this year. So and when are you putting out your, your, your own Winnie the Pooh comics? I don't think I have anything to say about Winnie the Pooh. Okay. I, I'm sure someone in Indyland wants to draw him urinating on something. <laughs> yes. I, I mean, oh, how could you not? I mean, it's exactly mandatory, isn't it? <laughs> oh, and the other goodness. one is uh, the Night Eaters. She eats the night. No, I haven't heard of either of those. What? Really? I even bought this one. Whoa. Because it's the monstrous creative team of Marjorie Lou and Santa Takeda. Well, remember, I haven't been going to the store as much as I need to. I need to get back to going to the comic shop. That one I thought you would run into in other places than the comic store. But if you don't go anywhere, then, it, you know, yeah, I'm not really still going not going to run into it. Plus, I got this giant pile from Christmas to read, so I'm pretty... I glad. know. We're going to threaten people for many weeks that we're going to read 8-Ball, and then we're going to show how un-indie we are when we actually say what we feel about it. Whoa. Kevin laying it down. <laughs> I mean, that might be 18 episodes, because I don't think I'm reading 18 issues and then talking about it on the show. Like, I don't think that's going to happen. Maybe we'll have to do that as just a special two-man jobber or something. Next time we, we're desperate <laughs> for something, we'll have the <laughs> Kevin and Andy talk eight ball. <laughs> I, I feel like that might be appropriate. Because I don't know if anyone wants to get involved in that. No, I don't think. Phil, have you read any eight ball? What's that one about again? It's one of them seminal indie comic books series. So it's not like... It had a bunch of different stories in it, but it's more for how important it was featuring the creatives who would go on to define the industry. When was okay, that? No. Like, uh, Mid-90s, Kevin? Mid-90s? When did 8-Ball come out? Yeah, in the 90s. Yeah. I was just what you said, mid-90s, so I was confused. Well, I mean, you know, I don't know. I guess. I mean... I'm, I'm, I mean... Phil might know, like, Ghost World and and all those type of things. Uh, Death Ray. Yeah. And it was one of those ones that didn't come out all that regular anyways. So, yeah, it looks like it was the pretty much all the 90s. Yeah. And sort of came out sporadically. But it just had a lot of, like, Daniel Klaus in it. And then a couple of buffoons like me and Kevin get our hands on it. I, I feel like, like at some point something becomes so monumental. It, it, it's sort of like reading your Watchmen or, or, or I don't know, Mouse or some something like that. Like I, I, I feel like you're like I, I, I might as well pick this up and read this and 
just because you feel like you should almost in a way. Like if if you if you're into indie comics and you've never read like any issue of that, I just feel like like what are you doing, right? Yeah. Like you can say, "Oh, I didn't like it," but at least you tried it out, you know? Well, we might have to have a challenge for Andy cuz you know the thing I've never really read more than like a short story or one issue of in all this time. I'm going to lose all my indie cred. You guys ready? What's mm-hmm. the most indie thing you think Andy could have never read? Oh. The most like it's not going to be <laughs> It's not going to be something like Chris Ware did. Think even bigger indie name. Like the indiest still going the on ind- today. So it's not from Japan is what you're saying. Yeah, not from Japan. Like American okay. comics. They're two brothers. Is that a big hint? Oh, see, I, I was gonna bring this up. Like, I, I, we, I brought, I bought eight ball. There was no way I was spending five hundred dollars on that Love and Rockets um, box set. I mean, that's the one we got. I, I remember in the stores back in the day, and I was like, <laughs> Nah, I'm good. I don't need that. And I passed up on it and never looked back. But I mean, come on, what kind of indie guy hasn't read that? <laughs> uh, same, same. I, although I think I have a Maggie the Mechanic collection on red, but I, I feel like read that's that either. I feel like that's the definition of you know. I tell when I say I read something like blankets and I gave it seven out of ten, and like that's the highest I can go. I feel like. Love and Rockets will end up being the textbook definition out of 7 out of 10. And I know that's blasphemous to everyone everywhere because it's like the perfect comic book and everything, but I don't know how much I can actually get out of that yeah, series. I have an unread trade. Too. Maybe we should, ooh, after 8-Ball, Kevin, we might have to do a Brothers Hernandez challenge. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> If we're going to call this the year of reading dangerously. <laughs> the year of actually covering independent books. I, I feel like those are almost too popular indie comics for us to cover. Because what are we going to contribute to the discussion? Nothing. <laughs> but we like, shouldn't we have read? Yeah, maybe we'll have to pick something yeah, and send yeah. it around. I feel. I, I, feel I always like it, wanted to read it. It's just when I wanted to read it, it was always harder to get. I believe. Yeah. And so I've never really thought about it again since. Yeah. Well, I've definitely bought things I haven't liked before, just because I'm like, well, I got to try out these indie comics. Like, I got to buy, like, uh, Pete Bag. I got to buy. Um, what was it? What was the guy that was doing the Star Wars stuff? With the style, green. Why am I blanking on his name now? I just, I just, I just know there's like, maybe I've gotten off of it a bit because I feel like I've gotten into my thing, where I'm just like, I bought a lot of indie comics. I'm buying these mini comics that no one talks about, and I feel like that became my my thing, like. It's funny to think that that comics are so small, but also so big within the indie thing, where you can just silo yourself off into one indie realm and not read like the other indie comics. Well, part of it was when I was a kid, I only had a little bit of money, so 
you know, I would buy some indies, but I bought a lot of dumb superhero comics. Yeah. And then as you get older, you're like, well, where do I start? You know what I mean? There doesn't seem to be a... It's just this thing that's ongoing, and you're like, well, I missed that boat. That's fine. <laughs> There's plenty yeah. more for me to read. And then after a while, you're like, oh, my God, I've missed 30 years of what people consider, like, the quintessential best comics ever. It's like, I mean, I don't know. I was late to the Hellboy train, though, to be honest. I just started reading Damn. them at random. But they kind of built them to be, you know, just read whatever, whenever. I was kind of late to, like, everything because I was just reading superhero stuff. So it's like, I might know of them, but it's not like, uh, I, I guess something that, no. I mean, I was there for the first volume of Powers, but it's not like I bought the single issues. So, I mean, that's just, at least I've read Chris Ware, though. At least I've read that, so, you know. Yeah, I'm not totally that. embarrassing. But also that stuff, I don't know. I mean, I know it's like the greatest comics ever, but it doesn't, it's fine. I don't know. It didn't resonate with me, I guess. I'm less I mean, I enjoy concerned. Jimmy Corrigan. You ever read that one? I don't know. I read some of them. And like, I like his very elaborate designs and, and yeah. sensibilities, but yeah. it wasn't anything where I'm like, Oh my god, I gotta go get more. You know me, I like the kind of bombastic craziness. But, alright, well, thanks for listening, everybody. We've bared our souls with embarrassing confessions. Will <laughs> they make the final edit? We'll see. But Thanks for listening. This is Indie Comic Book Noise. Kevin, are we signing Noise out? Noise out. Wait, no, stop making noise. Noise out. Uh, take care, everybody. Love and Rockets is actually the closest thing we have to the great American comic book. They created this beautiful mix between fantasy and reality that nobody was doing before. This is a consistent series written and drawn by the two same artists over a period of 40 years.